Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. Great to be with you on yet another fantastic day, uh, just enjoying the weather. And apparently today is the first day of autumn as we're recording this, uh, as our guest has told me earlier. So uh, if that's true, happy autumn, wherever you are. Uh, this show is for all of you guys who are involved in e-commerce. I know so many of you are uh, startup entrepreneurs. I know so many of you are already in e-commerce, whether you're running your own business, a marketing agency or an e-commerce manager, or even uh, you know just wanting to find out more about e-commerce because it's part of your business. Whatever your reason for being here, it is great to have you uh, with us on the show. Uh, I just love the whole topic of e-commerce. I really do. It's just a phenomenal thing. And uh, it's where I do business uh, all, all week. Uh, it's 24-7, it's, it's isn't it, e-commerce? So it's great to be a part of that. Great to be part of the buzz and the community of it. Uh, and so we do this podcast every week uh, to help I like to say it's to help you grow your e-commerce business. The reality of it is it probably helps me the most because every week I get to talk to the most extraordinary people. Uh, they're just fantastic from the world of e-commerce. I get to ask them all kinds of amazing questions. And, you know, I, I kind of have those conversations uh, that you would get to have with them if you sat down with them and just had a cup of coffee in a coffee shop and got to pick their brains for half an hour. That's in effect all I'm doing. And it's uh, it's a beautiful thing because that's my role. That's my job. I get to do this show and talk to amazing people about e-commerce, dig into their stories, pick out you know the principles that can really help us start and grow and adapt our own online business. It's just great fun. So I appreciate you feel really sorry for me now uh, <laughs> and the role that I have. So let me tell you what's coming up on this week's e-commerce podcast. We are going to take a deep dive into this whole area of referral marketing. One of the most difficult parts about running a business is finding new customers. I am sure we can all attest and agree to that simple statement, can't we? Uh, finding new customers is like it's like the thing that we all strive for. How do we get better and more cost customers? It can be hard to know where and how to invest your time and money. Everybody's telling you to do everything. What do you do, right? But what if I told you that you could attract more customers without spending any extra cash on doing so? I mean, that's like, that's like the silver bullet, isn't it? That's the thing. That's the golden chalice and all that sort of stuff that we're aiming for. Well, here's the thing. You don't actually need to spend tons of cash on advertising or hiring expensive marketing firms when referral marketing can do the heavy lifting for you with minimal investment required from your end. And so today's podcast, Referral Marketing Just Got Easy, uh, is, is I'm psyched to get into this. Let me tell you, looking forward to this one. Uh, and to help us navigate this whole thing, this whole area is Raul Galera. Now he is the chief advocate of Referral Candy, which is an app that allows e-commerce brands to set up and run great customer referral programs. In other words, he's a cool guy to talk to on this topic. Yes, he is. So without further ado, I'm going to push this button on my pad and I'm going to bring Raul onto the show. Raul, great to see you. Great that you're here with us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, no worries. Can you, can you hear us all right? That's the question as the internet stood up to my introduction. So, so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always know. that's always a good one. Now you're joining us from the southern part of sunny Spain, uh, and which is great. You know, I I a few years a few years ago I would have been able to say we have a fellow European on the show uh, since Brexit. Uh, I don't know if I can say that, but welcome to a fellow European on the show. It's great to have you. Now, how how have you how have you got involved with? 
this referral candy thing from Southern Spain? Is this something that you've done? Is it a, is it your baby? Is it something you've got involved with? Uh, what's the story there? Yeah, um, it's actually yeah, kind of a, a funny story, I guess. I um, so I was actually not living in Spain. That was like six, five, six years ago. I was um, living in Chile. And I was working for a startup company there. I was doing sales. Um, and uh, back then, the company I was working for, we were basically selling uh, recruitment services to startups. So I was not involved in e-commerce. Oh, sorry, tech world. you disappeared then. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was not involved in the, the tech tech world or e-commerce or anything like that. Um, but I wanted to get involved in that. Um, yeah. And so I started looking for companies that were, I mean, looking for somebody to work in sales uh, from kind of like the tech space, e-commerce. Actually, e-commerce was uh, one particular sector that was uh, interested in learning more about. Um, and uh, I was actually looking for companies that were okay with uh, having me potentially working remotely. Um, yeah. And so I came across uh, on AngelList, I came across for Fall Candy, they were looking for uh, kind of like a sales executive um, and it said remote friendly. So I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like a sounds like a good opportunity. Sounds like a winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I so I went on Referral Kennedy's uh, website and I remember reading some of the key studies. And one thing that I particularly liked about the product, uh, me as a as a former salesperson, um, when I look at companies, the first thing I think about is uh, how easy would it be to sell this product? Um, yeah. And I, I figure, well, Referral Kennedy is probably very easy to sell because it's I mean, you're literally turning your customers into your salespeople. It's like it's kind of it's kind of a no-brainer at some point. Um, and so I figured that it was a very very interesting product, uh, kind of like a very honest way of doing marketing. So I, I actually liked that a lot. Um, and so yeah, I wanted to get involved. So I instead of uh, applying through AngelList, I I managed to find the email address of the CEO um, of Dinesh. And I've sent them an email and say, hey, I would love to work with you guys. I saw that you guys are looking for sales positions. I would love to see how we can work together. And uh, he replied. And uh, yeah, I guess the, the rest is history. <laughs> wow. That's really interesting because um, I say it's interesting because what the, the few things that I'm going to pick out from your story there, Raul, which I think are really, uh, whether we'll get into them or not, I don't know. One remote working was important to you. And this was obviously, you said it was five or six years ago. This was yep. before, obviously, the pandemic hit and everybody's remote working. I'm at home, you're at home, we're recording this whole thing. Um, so have you been remote working for the last five or six years? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and even more to, to that, actually, my my first kind of like, work experience uh was uh so i was also living abroad i was studying actually in in poland for for like a yeah for half a year actually uh doing my erasmus scholarship um and uh which for those of you who are not european uh the 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 erasmus scholarship it's a it's a grant that's given by the european government and, and allows you to travel and, and and study abroad in another european country for either six months or a year so i was doing that um, and I came across this company that was looking for interns, and I figured, well, it will be kind of like a nice, you know, add-on to my, you know, education abroad. So I started yeah. working with this, this like very small consulting firm. And literally, the first thing they told me at the job interview, uh, which was in 2012, was that you don't have to come to the office. Like you can work from, you know, your your room. Wow. I mean, whatever you're staying here in in Poland, uh, from Starbucks. I mean, you can come to the office if you want, but you know, you're not required. You wouldn't have any any you know schedules or anything like that. And for somebody like me, that I mean, it was I was literally like that was my first you know job experience. Um, wow, it felt really weird. I was like, I yeah, yeah. I don't think this is how you know the real the real world looks like. <laughs> so you know, at some point I was like. I like they're trying to like scam me or something. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was yeah. kind of weird, but um, but I got used to it. I actually liked it. And the reason why I moved to uh, to Chile after that, uh, two years later, uh, was because I I mean I wanted to continue living abroad, um, but also I wanted to experience what office life was like. Yeah. And so I, I managed. I, I I wanted to get a job that I had to go to an office every day and interact with people and all that. And it was great. But then I realized that I actually prefer to work remotely. So yeah, I made that decision wow. in 2016. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> that's fascinating. Because I mean, one of the things that's come out of and we're not going to talk about remote working too much longer. If you're listening, <laughs> we're going to get into the referral thing. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued by this, because we have a team, right, that does remote working. And one of the things that comes out of or this come out of the pandemic is the amount of people now who are going to work at home. 
And so as business owners, we're thinking about what do we do as we're coming out of the pandemic? Do we have everyone back in the office? Do we do remote working? Do we do some kind of hybrid type thing? And I think everyone's now understood that remote working can actually work and be good yeah. for your organization. So what what's the main lesson that you've learned from doing remote working for five or six years that would help someone like me to make sure it's successful in my company? Uh, I would say that, um, I mean, for me, the realization was that, uh, I, I mean, I again, I come from sales. Uh, now I'm doing uh, partner management, which is, I guess, a mix between sales and marketing. Um, at least in my field, uh, there's not much that I need to do in person, uh, or I guess, in other in other words, uh, working remotely, it's not a blocker for pretty much any of my tasks or my mm -hmm. responsibilities. So my realization was that I was I was doing. I was doing things, uh, you know, when I was working from my from an office uh, five years ago, uh, I realized that literally everything, every single thing that I did throughout the day, I could do it from home or or not from home, from from anywhere. I could be in a different country and I could still, you know, produce the same uh, output. So that was my main realization. So if and I feel like a lot of companies have realized, I mean, the fact that we went not only were forced to to work from home, we were forced to work from home in the middle of a pandemic, which like. Mm the whole stress that, come, you know, that comes with it and, and all that, all the uncertainty and everything. Um, and we still, man, and a lot, and, and lots of companies managed to you know, get even stronger um, after the pandemic. So uh, the reality is that working from home was definitely, it was never a blocker. Um, and a lot of companies are realizing that now that they can have people working from home. And I would say the main thing that uh, business owners need to, in my opinion, think about it's uh, how many of these tasks that their their uh, employees are performing are can be done asynchronously. Um, is this something they can do on their own time? Can they do it on like their own schedule? Do they need to be face to face? Uh, you know, talking to other people is, is is a Zoom call enough? In a lot of cases, it is. Um, so yeah, and again, I'm talking about the kind of like the the, the business development, uh, marketing uh, areas. I'm sure that maybe in design development, it probably makes a little bit more sense mm -hmm. to have some sort of in person meetings for. Uh, you know, troubleshooting, whatever it is, but um, at least in, in, in the field that I work, that I work at, pretty much 99% of the tasks you can do from home and it, you will have exactly the same output as if you were in an office. Yeah, no, fair enough. Very useful, very, very fascinating. And the, well, the second thing you said in your story, apart from the fact you've done remote work in so long, was I, I liked how uh, when the job advert was placed on, um, what site was it, Angel? Yeah, Angel's List. Uh, so the job was put on angel list, but you didn't apply through that. You managed to find the email of the CEO and contact him directly. Yeah. And I think actually, if you're, uh, if you're in the job market, if you're hustling and looking for a new job, what you said there, I thought was quite, was quite powerful because so many people just do the default. Uh, and what you did was do something different. You hustled a little bit. You managed to find who you needed to contact, contacted them directly. And like you say, the rest is history. And, just that little snippet, I just didn't want to let go because actually, uh, as a fellow uh, entrepreneur and hustler, I, I admire things like that. I think that's um, that's pretty cool. So well done. Right. Great. All of that said, let's get into referral marketing. So the first question, let's kickstart off with the most obvious question of them all. What is a referral program? So a uh, referral program is... Um, a marketing action that you establish um, in order to get your customers to uh, refer their friends to your store. Uh, now, this can be actually a set store because we're talking about e-commerce, but there has been referral programs on pretty much any industry out there. Um, and yeah. if we think about the most famous referral programs in, in history, we you know we typically think of Dropbox, PayPal. Um, I think Airbnb had another one too, and, and Uber, right? Yeah. Those are kind of like, and none of them are e-commerce really. Yeah. Um, and so, but but obviously, you know, because we're talking about e-commerce and because referral candy is uh, specialized in, in e-commerce, um, that's why I, I said brands. But I also think that e-commerce brands are probably one of the most referral marketing friendly industries uh, out there, yeah. just because of the nature. Of those interactions. Um, so again, so referral marketing, uh, referral programs are are a type of marketing, uh, but it builds on top of something that it already exists on on your store, uh, and yeah. which is word of mouth. 
Um, if you have, and I, and I always repeat this, uh, you know, if you have a good product, if you have a good uh, purchase experience, if you're, if you are able to achieve customer satisfaction, your customers are talking about your brand already because yeah. you're selling something that it's likely that they're showing it to, to their friends and family, or maybe they're posting a picture on social media and, and talking about that particular product, or at least showcasing it in, in uh, some shape or form. And it's likely that those products are going to strike conversations and they're going to talk, even if it's just casually, they're going to talk to their friends and family about it. And they're probably going to recommend it. Um, there are several reasons why I think we, we as, as humans, <laughs> part of a human nature, uh, it's to recommend. Um, so again, if you have all those items in place and your customers are already uh, referring you organically, mm. uh, a referral program is something you build on top of that to make sure that they continue to do so and they have even more incentives to. Okay. So what you're doing is you're taking something that's already there, the word of mouth, and you're being much more intentional about it. Um, And actually my experience is the word of mouth marketing, um, customers don't just tell their friends when something goes well, they tell the whole world when something goes wrong, right? And so uh, you you see it in in both good and bad. And we've all done it. We've all got hacked off with a company and gone to social media and gone, these guys are all gits, do you know what I mean? And we're just like, we don't like these people anymore. but actually what you're talking about is the, the customers that are out there that are fans. Um, like I will often talk about certain products that I use all the time. Like you saw earlier my drink, drinks cup from Yeti. I, I like the brand. They don't pay me to say things like that. You know, they've not given me that cup to put on the podcast, although if they wanted to sponsor it, you know, do get in touch. Uh, but I, I just I like the brand and I talk about it. So what what you're talking about is taking something like that where people are talking about your products already because you've already got a good company, your values are already set, your product's already good. Um, so let's be intentional about helping customers spread the good news of who we are. They used to, the, the buzz term years ago, I say years ago, it was only a few years ago, was you, you turned your customers into evangelists, didn't you? And you just, that's what you did. Um, so what's the difference? Then? Because... Um, I, I hear what you're saying, and I hear a lot of buzz terms around the world of e-commerce, and you see them on websites. So um, you said uh, that you want your customers to refer their friends, right? So it's a refer-a-friend type thing, or what we call here in the UK, the RAF, the RAF, not the Royal Air Force, the refer-a-friend scheme. Um, what's the difference between that and an affiliate scheme? Because that's the other word I hear, and I do they get confused? Do they mean different things? I mean, they're pretty related, um, but I think, uh, and, and they kind of fall under the same umbrella. Um, and we actually have customers using Referral Candy to run affiliate programs. So mm-hmm. there's there's a little bit, of, little bit of a difference there. And uh, the main difference is uh, the nature of the individuals that are joining the referral program and their relationship with the people that are they're going to refer. So on a refer a friend program, uh, you have a customer that is going to either go on social media uh, where their friends hang out. They're they're like regular people on social media with you know maybe a couple hundred followers on on Instagram, uh, not necessarily influencers. And if they share yeah. something, it's mostly their friends and family the ones that are going to see it. Or yeah. if they talk about your brand um, to again to to kind of like their, their closest audience is going to be friends and family, coworkers, etc. Uh, so that those are the types of interactions that you get on on a referral program. And on an affiliate program, it's a little bit different. On an affiliate program, you are um, uh, getting people to talk to others about your brand, um, but those others are not necessarily friends or and family. They're probably um, somebody that has maybe a blog and they're talking about your product and their blog, and then you know the audience that reads read that blog doesn't have a personal connection with the writer, uh, but you're promoting a product to that audience. Mm. Uh, you might have a YouTube channel or you might have, you might be an influencer and you are promoting one particular product on your uh, Instagram channel, uh, sorry, uh, um, account. So, um, so the, the nature of the people that are going out and ref, uh, going out and, and referring other people to your brand, is a little bit different. Uh, and then also again, their, their connection. And obviously the type of rewards, um, are also a little bit different. Um, on an affiliate program, you're likely just going to, uh, 
I guess, reward the person that's making the recommendation. So the person that has a blog or the person that, have, that has a, a YouTube channel. Uh, and you're not necessarily going to give uh, an incentive to the friend um, that, that's making the purchase for, for the first time. But on a referral program, you're probably going to either match the, the rewards uh, so that the, both the, the, the advocate and the friend are getting the same type of reward. And in some cases, it's even more important to give a higher reward to the friend because the recommendation is going to happen anyway. The recommendation, there's no, uh, almost no financial incentive for the customer to make the recommendation. They're going to recommend something to their friend because it's useful, because they believe that it's going to be valuable for their friend. So that recommendation is probably going to happen anyway. Um, I mean, it's nice that they're getting some sort of uh, incentive out of it, but it's sometimes even more important for the friend to get the incentive uh, rather than, wow. the, than the advocate. So yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of like the main difference between the two. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I, I, I mean, we've run refer friend programs and affiliate programs, and I'd never really thought before about the fact that the friend, the person that's being referred, should maybe get the higher reward because the person doing the referring maybe doesn't even care whether they're getting something mm -hmm. out of it or not because they already like you, they're already a fan, and they're telling their friends because they want their friends to benefit from your product or service because they, th they think it will help them uh they're not doing it to get financial reward they're doing it maybe to be, be a bit more altruistic and i i'd never really i'd never really made that connection so that's that's um that's in my notes uh as we make <laughs> lots of notes as we go along um so that's so the i'm just thinking back over the years you know we've run e-commerce businesses we've had people um who I remember one time we were looking at our analytics and some, and we were like, there's a lot of traffic to our website coming from a, a particular country. I won't say the country and I won't say the website. So anyway, uh, there was, a, there's a lot of traffic coming on this particular website. And we were like, Oh my goodness, there seem with this customer base in this country is growing. And we didn't know why we'd not, you know, we, we dug yeah. deeper into the analytics and we found out that there was a blogger in that country that was a fan of ours, they bought products and they just literally went on and wrote a blog post about it. And so, and we looked at how much traffic that generated that blog post. And so we contacted the, the author of the blog and said, listen, one, thanks for writing this blog, but two, do you want us to give you some kind of affiliate link? We don't do that ordinarily, but you're generating quite a bit of traffic and therefore sales to our website. And they were like, no, no, it's fine. We're just, I like you guys, appreciate what you're doing, you know, and, and they, they, were, they were doing that. But let me tell you, had they have said yes, right, we would have been paying them around five to 6,000 pounds a month, right, in commission. I mean, that's a lot of love she was showing the organization, let me <laughs> tell you. It was, um, yeah. it, was, it was lovely to see for that season, for that point in time. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So the referral, the referral friend, so I'm, I'm referring a friend, my friend needs a big reward. I like that. But why do these, why do these programs work so well? Because I'm hearing you this and I'm going, okay, well, I understand a few things and we'll get into some more of the specifics and what you need to do. But I'm thinking right here at the start, I'm thinking this is going to be a pain in the bum to maybe set up. Do you know what I mean? We're going to have to do this, 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 and this. We'll get into all of that. Um, so I need a compelling why. Why should I set up a referral program? Why do they work so well? Well, first of all, kind of going back to what I mentioned earlier about um, the difference between word of mouth, uh, kind of that organic uh, word of mouth and referral marketing. Um, when it comes to organic word of mouth, uh, you might be getting referrals, but there's really no way for you to track where that what that traffic is coming from. It's kind of like a similar story uh, to what you were mentioning about that blogger that wrote, I mean, that blogger at least wrote about you guys and you guys were able to track that URL. But when, when I tell my friend over WhatsApp that they should buy, you know, uh, this pair of sneakers, um, and my friend goes to the website to buy it, the, the store doesn't really know what it's coming from. So first of all, yeah. just to be able to track what kind of, uh, word of mouth traffic are you getting already as it is as a brand to me, that's uh, at least one piece of information that you didn't have before. Um, and the other reason why um, I think that, uh, I mean, brands should definitely start looking into this, maybe, uh, and maybe that's something we'll, we'll discuss later, but maybe not 
all brands, maybe brands that are at certain level in terms of kind of maturity as a company or, you know, orders per month or something like that. There's, there's like certain levels that's going to make it um, easier for you to start seeing results uh, in the short term. Um, if you're obviously, if you're more established brands and you have, um, you know, thousands of orders per month, you're going to be able to, to, to see results much quicker than if you're a startup that only has, you know, uh, maybe a couple hundred orders per month. So th those those are kind of like things to keep in mind, but uh, but if you're at, at a position in which you you can already tell you have those kind of like early signs that you have customers talking uh, to their friends and family about your brand, then it, it's a really good way of, of kind of tracking uh, how much of that is, is coming from from word of mouth. Yeah, and again, yeah. and it's uh, oh, I was gonna say, and it's just a channel that you already have, um, mm -hmm. and you're investing in a channel that requires very little uh, upfront investment. Um, and uh, and it's 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 net new revenue. Uh, these are customers that have not bought from you before at all. They probably have never heard of your brand before. And those are customers that you're acquiring now. And that statistically, they're more likely to spend more and stay longer because of the nature of the the, the source that they came from, which is a, a personal recommendation. So basically what you're saying, Raul, is this thing hits every single marker on the head, doesn't it? One, you can track it. Uh, two, there's not a whole great deal of investment. And three, it is very, very effective in terms of it's going to send customers to your website that are willing to buy. Um, and the people that come are going to be good customers. They're going to buy more on average and they're going to stay with you longer. So this really is the elixir, isn't it? It's kind of like the <laughs> the thing that we're all striving towards. At least that's what it sounds like. Um, are there any downsides to running a referral program, or is it all upside? <laughs> no, I. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, not necessarily a downside um, in terms of uh, you know kind of like having some sort of negative. Um, aspect on your, on your business, but your business needs, needs to be, um, in a place that it's going to make the referral program successful. So referral programs cannot fix problems. Uh, so if you don't have a good product, if, if you're, um, you know, the, the, the whole experience that your customers are going through when they buy from you, it's not, you know, up to their standards and they're not overall happy with what they, uh, what they saw and what they did, they're not going to refer. And, yeah. and it's as simple as that. And a referral program, a monetary incentive is not going to um, uh, incentivize them to go and recommend a, a bad product to their friends. You know, that's that's never going to happen. Um, so, so that's so again, it's 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 not. I mean, it's not necessarily the downside, but it's it's definitely a position in which you don't want to launch a referral program. Now, when it comes to uh, we, we've we've seen that uh, some brands that are uh maybe kind of like in the in the high-end kind of luxury industry um they're a little bit more careful about how they frame their referral programs uh, because they have this kind of like aversion for discounts overall and so referral programs tend to you know work well if you offer some sort of incentive um which is typically discounts mm -hmm. so they're typically a little bit wary that they, they they kind of they choose their rewards very carefully uh maybe they don't offer uh, discounts or coupons, but maybe they offer free products or maybe can like access to, you know, particular deals, et cetera, but not necessarily, um, you know, they, they don't go uh, really hard on the discount route, uh, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, so that's something that could be a downside for some in the, for some companies that are in, in that particular uh, industry. Um, and then again, what I mentioned earlier, um, not necessarily a downside, but if you're at the end of the day, referral programs work well when you have a good number of customers uh, that you are adding to the program on a regular basis. So if you don't have that steady flow of new customers coming in or, or even if it's recurring customers coming to your store on a regular basis, you don't have that much uh, fuel to feed your referral program with. So yeah, you yeah. need to have that existing base um, of, of uh, orders coming in in order to be able to see results in the in the short term. And is that is that base as simple as me saying to you, what's a what's a number? Do I need a thousand orders a month, ten thousand orders a month, a hundred thousand? What what sort of ballpark am I looking at here? Ideally, um, to get started, I would say a thousand. Um, if you're between five hundred and a thousand a month, it's it's you're 
uh, in a pretty decent place to start. If it's a thousand, then I should definitely consider it um, adding referral programs to your mix. If it's less than 500 orders per month, it might not be it. Again, it's not going to do any harm. Uh, it's mm. just that you're not going to be able to see uh, results as, as quicker as you would like, especially when you're at that level and you're trying to grow very yeah. rapidly. So what, what um, if I've got, say, a thousand orders a month then and I don't have a referral program, what would you expect a sort of take-up rate to be on a referral program? I appreciate that might be, you know, a, a crazy question because I dare say it depends industry to industry um, and country to country in some respects as well. Yeah. But um, typically, if I've got a thousand orders a month, would could I could I expect maybe that five percent of my customers are going to use whatever offer I've got and and promote that out to their friends? Is, are there some industry metrics that we can think about? Yeah. So uh, we we always uh, give this kind of like baseline benchmark uh, to our brand so they can kind of have some number in mind when before they launch the program. Um, and we and again, this is more this is more of, of a baseline of you know what you should be able to expect at least right away. Um, and it's like you said, it's going to depend on, on industry and it's going to depend on kind of like the type of promotion that you do for the program. Um, but we typically see at least a 2% um, increase in, in, in sales. And that 2%, once again, it's, it's net new revenue. So it's, it's revenue coming from brand new customers that didn't know about your brand before and that are going to stay with you, hopefully, if you can retain them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're going to continue to spend more. So it's, it's basically adding... 2% of new customers every single month at least. Now, again, that's a baseline, but we've seen customers uh, that have been able to add, let me grow that number to over 10%. Actually, 10%, it's it's not a crazy number to achieve. Um, and that's okay. 10% of new customers joining the program on a, on a monthly basis. Again, those are more more mature programs that have been around for a while. They've been able to kind of like optimize the rewards and, and optimize the, the cadence in which they're inviting their, their customers to the program and all of that. Um, but again, 10% is an increasing number. I've seen up to uh, 35%. Um, again, some some uh, you know number of, just a number of cases. But uh, like I said, 10% it's it's not something extremely difficult to achieve um, for for some brands down the line. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> so I, I'm just listening to this, thinking, well, this almost sounds like it's a bit of a no-brainer, right? So for very little investment. I can add between two and ten percent to my bottom line of pretty good customers. I, I need to investigate it. So, how would I go about setting up uh, a referral program? What sort of things should I think about? What sh- do you know? What I mean, what sort of steps should I think about taking? Yeah. So the uh, you have to think about um, first of all the, the the type of rewards that you want to give. Um, and also kind of look at your own margins. So one of the really good things about referral marketing is that it's it's a performance-based uh, program. Uh, sorry, a marketing channel uh, in the yeah. sense that you're only paying or you're only, uh, in this case, giving out discounts when somebody actually makes a purchase or somebody actually makes a referral. So it, you have there's a lot under your control uh, that you can you know that you can set up to make sure that you're running a referral program that's profitable for you. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that you need to look at is your margins. You know what are you willing to? What can you afford to give? Um, obviously, the more attractive you make the discounts, the better. Um, make sure that those discounts that you're giving uh, that you're giving out are not already available through other channels. Uh, you know that they can they can get another kind of like a, a better discount if they come from Facebook ads or or if they you know sign up to the newsletter. Make it special uh, so they yeah. actually want to use uh, that promotion. Um, and yeah, and then it, so that's, I mean, that's really it. I mean, in terms of integration, uh, and I'm going to talk about referral candy specifically. Uh, we, we work with a number of, of e-commerce platforms, uh, you know, Shopify, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, uh, et cetera. And then even even stores that have their own custom setup, you can still integrate with, with referral candy. So integration, uh, in terms of technical integration, it varies a little bit. If you're, if you're on one of the top platforms, so Shopify, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, it's it happens automatically. There's no uh, development work needed on on your end. Um, if you have your own custom setup, then there's 
your developers might need to spend a couple hours setting it up. Um, but besides that, um, it's it's integration, it's reward setting, which is uh, what we just talked about, and also the marketing assets that you're going to use on your referral program. So that's okay. uh, emails that you're going to set up to um, to uh, let your customers know about the referral program, maybe different pages that you're going to create on your website. Again, the good thing about referral candy is that it out automates that for you as well, creates all these uh, different assets. So if you don't want to create your own, you can use the ones that we give you by default and uh, you can have a referral program up and running in, in a matter of you know, less than 10 minutes, really. Oh, wow. Well, let's get into the the discounts because this obviously seems like a, it's a big part of the whole referral program. So I'm going to refer my friend. They're going to come to the website. They're going to use, I imagine, a code to get a discount. Um, and uh, they're going to enjoy a special, I mean, it was key what you said earlier about a unique discount, as in they can't yeah. just get it from Facebook ads and all that sort of stuff as well. It has to be unique um, for your customers to make their friends feel special, yep. which I totally get. I guess one of the questions in my head is, does it have to be discounts? Earlier wrong, you talked about the high value brands saying offering a gift with purchase. Um, does a gift with purchase also work or does or should we really think about the discount route? Because that definitely works better unless you are a real high-end brand. I mean, I've, I've seen some really creative ways of running referral programs. Um, uh, that the, the free gift actually works really well. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe for both sides, actually. So for the advocate, uh, not necessarily giving them um, a discount on a future purchase or cash, but instead giving them like a free product. Uh, they already like your product. They're already your customers. They're going to be happy getting a product for free. Uh, that works really well. Um, also works really well for the friend. So um, if your friend makes a purchase over $100, we're also going to give them you know, X product and we're going to add it to the car for free and they're going to get something uh, extra. So that typically works really well. Um, we've actually seen some examples of, uh, we actually won't, we have one really good example uh, of a company that they have a very kind of pretty limited catalog. Um, they 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 offer uh, I think it's like five different options of this uh, toy sleeping toy for for uh, toddlers, and uh, the the way they're running the referral program is that they they're giving I think free shipping to the friend, um, and then the customer that made the referral if they refer five friends they get one of these five uh, toys for free, and every single time that they refer five friends they get another one of the toys. So it's kind of like collect all five of them, right? By, refer by referring 25 friends. Um, and that worked really well uh, because especially their demographics, they realized that um, these customers might not be interested in, in buying another, another product, but they, they're gonna be happy to get one for free. Um, and they also realized that, you know, because of, again, because of the demographics, uh, they were mostly selling to, to uh, parents, they might not be really interested in, in getting, you know, cash uh, for, you know, for, they're, they're actually probably just going to refer the product because it, it actually makes their baby sleep. So other parents are yeah. gonna be happy to, to buy it as well. So um, again, it's it's all about uh, understanding what motivates your customer base. Um, another example that I really love, um, it's a, and, 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 and subscriptions, uh, subscription boxes, there are actually some really cool examples there. Uh, I've seen uh, uh, subscription boxes that give 50% off to the friend and, and a free renewal to the customer that made the referral. So that wow. they're, they're willing to go that far and, and they're giving a product and a half for free uh, in order to be able to acquire a customer. And that still makes sense for them because they, they're so sure that their product's good and that the friend's gonna like it, that they're happy they're come back. Yeah, giving yeah. out one and a half for free. So, um, so I've seen some really cool ideas there. Um, again, adding free products um, or maybe even doubling the order. So uh, for every friend that you refer, you'll get double amount in your next subscription. You know, that's, that also works really well. Wow, that's really clever. I think the, um, some, a phrase you said earlier on, um, you need to, uh, you know, the, the guys that have been running their referral campaigns for a while, you use this phrase, how they've optimized their rewards, right? Yep. And so, I mean, you've come out with a whole bunch of ideas there. I'm guessing that the odds are, if I tie back to what you said earlier, you're not going to hit a home run on on the first on the first standout, are you? You're not going to come up and nail it straight away. You're going to have to test and develop and try different mm -hmm. things and see what works for your audience. Um, 
Is that what you mean by optimize rewards? It's like play around with things and, and figure out what works. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, the good thing about, uh, I mean, again, I'm going to talk about referral candy now. Uh, you can always change uh, your rewards at any time. Um, and that doesn't affect past rewards. So if somebody already got a discount, it's not going to get taken away from them. Um, but if you want to switch from a 20% discount to 30 or you know, maybe bring it down to 15, whatever it is, or change to cash or change to um, free product, you can always do it anytime. And, and uh, that, that testing, uh, it's going to allow you to down the line, see which type of rewards is the one that, that makes more sense. There's, there's a rule of thumb that we typically give uh, brands that you know, when they want to some sort of guidance uh, before mm. they, they set up the rewards. And is that if you're, and I might have said this before, um, but if you're selling a product that your customers are likely to buy again from you um, in the future, give them a, give them a discount. Uh, for, for every friend that they refer. That way you are not only acquiring a new customer, you're retaining that existing one because now they have yeah. an additional incentive to come back to your store and buy from you again. On the other side, if you're selling a product that it's not likely that they're going to come back, come back and buy from you uh, again anytime soon, um, I always give the same example, mattresses. <laughs> we have several mattress companies yeah. uh, using Rafael Candy. They give cash um, because they, they know that their customers are not going to buy a brand new bed or, or, or a mattress um, anytime soon. So they give cash or they give a free gift, right? Yeah. So it's all about, again, first of all, understanding what motivates your customer base. But if you're unsure and you want to try different options, uh, you can always change that. Yeah. Yeah, no, great. So for us, but a subscription based business, uh, where you've got people coming back time and time again, you're going to give the referring person a discount rather than cash or some free product or something just to say, you're well, a legend. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free renewal. That's that's great. One of the things that we've done in the past, and I don't know what you uh, you can tell me if I'm crazy, or you can tell me if other people do this. Right. Either way, I don't mind. You're not going to offend me. <laughs> um, in the past, what we've done is we've looked at it and gone, you know what? On this particular business, let's say it costs me forty bucks in paid advertising to create a new customer. Right. So that's the cost of acquisition is forty dollars. Um, and that customer comes over and uh, their lifetime value is 200 bucks, right? So you don't mind spending the 40 bucks to get the 200 bucks because it's, you know, it, it makes an awful lot of sense. When it comes to referral marketing in the past, what we've done sometimes is we've looked at that and gone, well, why, why should I pay that 40 bucks to Facebook, right? If I pay that 40 bucks to the people, you know, my customer and the friend that they're referring and give them really high value referral bonuses. I'm I'm creating much better goodwill amongst those two customers than I probably am off the cust over the customer that I'm just going to get through Facebook. And like you say, these customers tend to come and stay longer and buy more. So their average, you know, their lifetime value is greater. Um, do, do people do that? Or is that just my weird brain at work? If any of my coworkers is listening to this right now, uh, they're thinking Raul's about to talk about uh, Baron Fig, and that's exactly right. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Uh, Baron Fig, uh, they're a company that, that they've been with us for many years, and they have one of the best referral program setups, I guess, or, or kind of ways of explaining why they're running a referral program that I've ever seen. And I always mm -hmm. use it as an example because it's it's so good. Um, they have a they have a call to action on their website. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it's in the top navigation bar. Uh, if you click, it says get $10. If you click there, they take you to a landing page with uh, the referral program information. And if you scroll down, they have a note from the team where they say exactly that. They say, um, we rather, instead of spending this money on advertising, we'd rather give this money to you. And I've, I mean, the first time I saw it, I thought it was genius. I mean, the, the referral program, is, it, it, it's working extremely well. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that copy uh, made it successful. Uh, the fact that they were saying, "Look, you know, why would we give money to Facebook when or Google when we can give it to you instead, right?" Yeah. Um, and so that uh, they also mentioned uh, the fact that um, something along the lines of, uh, you know, every referral that you make uh, it, it generates an impact on our small company. So they, they also have that sense of transparency of like, "Look, we're a small company. You know, any help yeah. that we can get, uh, we'll appreciate it." Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I, I was, I was actually surprised because it's, I mean, it's literally the same case as, as Baron Fig and, and they're one of my favorite examples to, to talk about because they were able well, to we'll frame it to... in a very yeah. personal way. No, we'll, we'll definitely check those out and link to them. Barrow and Fig. 
Baronfig, yes. Okay. So uh, uh, you'll have to send me the website, Raul, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if people want to check that out, they can do. Uh, And sign up to their referral program because it sounds really good by the sounds of things. Um, Now, that's really cool. So, I mean, we can think about the rewards then and we can optimize the rewards and we can get excited and we can understand what's going to help our customers and therefore help our business and be transparent with that. In terms of longevity, right, so I can be excited today um, you're going to have ups and downs with this thing as you go along. Um, how do I how do I do this for the long term? How do I how do I think long term success with my referral program? Yeah, so uh, two different ways I would say. So um, always have I mean uh, make sure that new customers are being enrolled into the program on a daily basis. So every single customer that goes through a checkout gets an invite to join your program, whether it's uh, through email or, or through a pop-up, whatever it is, but they are they are being automatically invited to join the program, um, which is because this is a cycle, right? Like say, if I refer you and you go through the checkout, then you get invited, now you become an advocate and you can refer your friends. So it's it, it's it's continuing that, that, uh, that whole cycle. Uh, so that's one. And then the other one is uh, when it comes to uh, each individual advocate, right? Um, when you set up the rewards, think about how can you make these rewards uh, exciting even after they prefer a number of friends. Um, and so uh, and sometimes it's, it's just as simple as offering, um, offering a discount on a product that they can, you know, they can redeem in, in the future. Uh, again, that's, that's, that's typically enough uh, because if you have a customer that's um, happy buying from you, they're going to continue to do so. And you know, having that discount, it's, it's just enough for them. Um, but maybe you want to think about cash or even you want to maybe go even a step further and do what a lot of brands are, are currently doing with, with us, which is that they have a referral program, right? But then they also have another referral candy account uh, for a VIP referral program with a different set of rewards. And so, okay. and that's kind of a VIP program in which that's it's invitation only. So they, so no customers can join yeah. after a purchase or they, there's yeah. no sign up page on their website, but they manually invite these customers to join a particular referral program with a different set of rewards. It might be a free product, it might be cash. In most cases it's cash to be honest, uh, because we're talking about uh, people that are referring large volumes of, of yeah. friends or, or maybe they were talking about influencers. So it's, you know, it, it got, we talked about influencer marketing and affiliate marketing before. It's, this is what everything kind of blends yeah. together. Um, but yeah, having that separate program for those top performers typically works really, really well. That's really uh, so. No, don't just have one program. Think think multiple programs maybe uh, to separate people out like that. Like that. I'm aware actually, Raul. I'm just sitting here thinking, listening to myself while listening to you talk. Going, we've not actually explained. If I'm, I'm just thinking. If I if I'm just new to the whole e-commerce thing. How does the referral program actually, what are the mechanics? How do you track hmm. the fact that I've referred my friend to buy uh, a, a mattress that you referred of earlier? How, how do you, how, what's the mechanics of it? Yeah, so uh, what we do is that we give customers a unique referral link that they can share with their friends. Um, so this is a referral link that at the end typically says your name, um, and so, it, you know, you know, it's it's unique to you. Um, so once you get this referral link, you can share it with your friends. So whether it's on on, on a group chat or or on social media or email, whatever it is, um, you share this referral link. Your friend clicks on the link, and then they're taken to a landing page with the offer and the coupon code. So mm-hmm. the landing page says something like, uh, "Your friend just gave you fifteen uh, percent off. Here's your coupon code." And so they they're able to copy the coupon code from there, and then they are redirected to the store so they can uh, complete the purchase. Um, in some of our integrations, the coupon code actually just goes directly to the checkout so they don't actually have to you know, worry about copying and, and pasting or anything like that. Um, it's, it's waiting for them by the time they, they're going to pay. Um, but yeah, that's typically how the, how the process works. And then they go through checkout, they make their first purchase, they, 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 they apply the coupon code that was given to them by their friends, and then they get invited to join the program as advocates now. And so they get okay. their unique referral link, they share with their friends, and the cycle starts all over again. So you have some way of tying together that coupon code and the person referring it. So if 
I guess I, I, I can understand if, if I use that coupon code, I'm going to get my discount. How do, you, how do you track that back to the friend if you're giving the friend, you know, the referring friend reward? So dep depending on the platform, we have different ways of, of tracking. Uh, typically with the referral link, it's enough uh, to, to make sure that the friend, but we also, uh, for, some, for some of our integrations, the coupon code, it's unique to the advocate. Um, so just the coupon code alone, it's, uh, it's enough for us to know that this particular customer, new customer came from uh, this friend because they used that code that's okay. actually unique to, to the application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really clever. Really interesting. And do you, we've had it in the past where you've had particular problems where you've given coupon codes to say some of, you know, your, 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 your customers to go share with their friends. And what they do <coughs> is they'll take that coupon code and they'll paste it into one of these sort of free coupon sites. And before you know it, you've got a whole bunch of people hitting your site, you know, using this coupon code. And it looks like this guy's referred 20,000 people. Actually, they've just been really clever and put it on a free coupon site. Um, <laughs> part of me thinks I don't really care because I'm getting all these customers, but I know that the customers I'm going to get aren't actually going to be as good because they just, they're discount glory hunters. Um, yep. Have you got any experience with that? Oh, for sure. Uh, so we actually have both sides of the customers. We have customers that um, are okay with that. They say, look, if there isn't the coupon code, it's because they're spending X amount to be able to apply it. You know, that's fine with me. Uh, but we also have a good amount of customers uh, for which this is a real concern. And mm -hmm. we actually, uh, so kind of like some background. So referral candy, we actually have uh, several systems in place uh, to prevent fraudulent activity. So another example of fraud could be that I refer myself. I use my, oops, I touch my microphone, I don't know if it's too loud. <laughs> um, that I, uh, I, I try to refer myself to get, to, to get both of the discount, right? I can use, yeah, yeah. well, we have systems in place to, to automatically disqualify those, those referrals um, in the first place. But on top of that, we've built, uh, we actually built it uh, between last year and this year, uh, a fraud center, which is a center in which you can see fraudulent activity um, that pass all filters but it's still suspicious. Um, and uh, one of the ways that, or one of the, 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 the kind of like the sources that we use to identify fraudulent activity is coupon sites. So if we mm. see that a coupon has been shared on a coupon site, we immediately flag it uh, on the account and we let the merchant know, hey, this particular user uh, posted on a, on a coupon site and that's why they've referred 500 people in two days, right? Um, so, and, and then they can take action, they can ban the advocate or you know, they can let it happen. It, it's up to them really, um, but yeah. we give them the, the option of doing so. Uh, sometimes not just the fact that we found the coupon code on a, on a coupon site, it's enough for us to flag it. Maybe it's just the fact that they have gone from referring uh, one friend a month to again, to a thousand or, or mm. 200 a month, right? That's suspicious. So we, we raise that up to the, to the merchant. We let them decide what they want to do. Yeah, no, that's good to know. So I think that's just worth pointing out, isn't it? That actually referral programs, um, there is now the technology to start tracking these things and, and be a lot smarter with it, especially if you're giving high level discounts at the start, mm -hmm. um, you know, which we would call them loss leaders, where you maybe are not making a profit on the first one, but you know you would on the second and third one. You're going to want to guard those. And you can now with the technology involved, which is that's fantastic, actually. That's that's what we're all looking for in some respects. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the, I know you've, you've maybe mentioned one or two already, but what are some of the pitfalls that I need to think about? Uh, what are some of the things that are going to trip me up with running my referral program? I mean, we've mentioned the coupon site. That would be one. Yeah, the coupon sites one. Um, I mean, maybe just not having the right incentives. Um, mm. It's it's not gonna make it as successful as you would like. Um, sometimes, uh, actually, not sometimes. Most of the times, lack of promotion. Uh, mm. It's one of the major mistakes uh, when it comes to uh, you know preventing a referral program from being successful. Uh, you want to make sure that. Uh, your customers are being notified about the program uh, in as many channels as possible. Uh, so lack of promotion can really make a referral program not as, because if, if people are not aware of it, that there's really no way for them to, to yeah. remember it when it comes to, you know, to sharing from in, in a conversation or social media or whatever the channel is. Right. Um, and then uh, when it comes to, to coupon codes, I, I, um, 
the, the fact, and we, we talked about this earlier, making the promotions unique, right? Um, we we came across this this. I sometimes I talk about this particular uh, example because I think it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty self explanatory. So we had a, a merchant last year um, for which their referral sales will drop every weekend, um, and it was it was weird because they will have like a normal week, and then uh, yeah. Saturday Sunday they were just you know, like less than half of the referral sales that we're getting Monday through Friday. Um, and I remember talking to talking to them and kind of like trying to figure out what happened. And you know my first my first um, thought was well maybe maybe they just don't sell as much over the weekends for whatever reason uh, their, their customers prefer to buy Monday through Friday and they said no no quite the opposite actually Saturday and Sunday are our, you know, top selling days um, and we realized that they were selling at, they, were, they were offering and this it took it took several days uh, for for all of us to, to realize um, they were offering a weekend sale a recurring weekend sale that was uh, with a discount that was higher than the the friend discount wow. and so obviously friends that had been referred now had the option of whether they wanted to use their coupon code that they got from their friend or using the weekend sale. So obviously they were going with the weekend sale. If it was 25 versus 20, you know, it's a no brainer. Um, so that's a, that, that's one of those that uh, this like hidden um, you know pitfalls that we never really thought about <laughs> until it happened. Um, but yeah, make sure that uh, when we talk about make sure that your that your um, rewards are optimized. Uh, also make sure that you're comparing it with whatever else you might have it running on your yeah. store. I'll, Pretty much, you know, ninety percent of the stores they have uh, a ten percent um, uh, discount if you sign up for the newsletter, right? Well, try, don't offer maybe don't offer ten percent as well on the referral program. Make it a little bit more uh, attractive. Uh, so, so you know, both both advocates and friends are more incentivized by those rewards than the ones that are more easily accessible. Fantastic. Fantastic. Raul, I feel like I, I say this to every guest every week that I feel like we're just starting to scratch the surface. Do you know what I mean? We could go on about this and I'm aware of your time. I want to be respectful of your time. And, uh, and yeah, I think it's so, so helpful and such a simple concept, isn't it? And just taking ad, advantage is a wrong word, but you, you're using the humanity of your customers, their desire to go out and share and tell good stories and give, making it easier and being intentional in them doing that, growing your business and growing your customer loyalty at the same time. Why would you not do it? So really appreciate you sharing your insights with us, Ralph. If people want to reach out to you, if they want to connect with you, how do they do that? Um, so my email is the best way to, to reach me. So uh, it's my first name and the first initial of my last name. So Raul G. So R-A-U-L-G at referralcandy.com. And I'm always happy to answer any questions there. Fantastic. We will put a link, of course, to Raul's uh, email in the show notes as well. But Raul G at referralcandy.com is the email. Is that, Did I re reproduce yep. that correctly? Yeah, good. Okay, good. <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, Raul, again, thank you so much for being super generous with your time. Thanks for being helpful with the strategies. Um, and you know what? It's one of those things at the end of the show, I'm, I kind of sit there and think, actually, there's been such real practical advice. People are going to go away, put this into practice and everyone's going to do better as a result. You know, the customers are going to be happier. The business is going to grow. Money is going to be made. I've no idea how I would ever find out, but I would love to know the value that this podcast has had do you know what I mean in terms of if I could add up all the money that people have generated just as a result of this conversation that would be quite an amazing thing to know. Uh, so if you are listening to the show and you have some success stories based on the advice that Raul's given you, why don't you let him know? And also let me know. We'd love to hear what's going on. Uh, but Raul, thank you so much. Really appreciate you being with us, Bud, uh, and taking the time. It's been fantastic. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks, Bud. Appreciate it. Wasn't uh, Raul fantastic there? I mean... Excited about that conversation. Let me tell you again, I, 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 you'll, if you're a regular to the show, you will know that I often say I have copious amounts of notes. Uh, I will be having conversations with the team and figuring out how we implement some of the stuff. And some of the takeaways for me there about how the friend should probably get more, uh, the, the, the friend being referred should get more than the friend doing the referring. That was cool. So we're going to check things like that out. Um, 
And we, I want to check out our promotions as well and make sure we're promoting this as well as we can and so on and so forth. Just a whole bunch of clever things that Raoul said. So I've got some good takeaways there. Uh, and if you want, to, obviously, to get the transcript of today's show so you can read it through, make your own notes, uh, or if you want all any of the links to either Referral Candy or Rao's email address, you can get those in the show notes, which are available on our website. Uh, if you're watching the video, you'll see the little thing scrolling across the bottom with the web URL. It is basically ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 73, because this is episode number 73. So if you go to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 73, you will be able to get all of the notes, the links and the transcripts from today's show. Uh, my thanks again to Raoul, such a legend, such a legend. Really, really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you got some value out of it too and some real practical actions that you can take to grow your own e-commerce business online. If you did, like I said, I'd love to hear your success stories. So do drop us a note and let us know what's going on. Always love to hear from people and see and hear how the show's impacting them, helping them grow their own online business. So if you haven't done so already, get in touch, introduce yourself and let me know what's going on. Would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being part of the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the e-commerce podcast family. Uh, it's great that it's grown. It's great that we're getting more and more feedback. And uh, I hope you come back again because every week uh, we have shows with guests like Raul who just share such extreme value. Thanks again. Bye for now. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips, and tools for building your business online.